0: Hello, dear friend, this is Colette Crea, and you're listening to the Mighty Warriors podcast, a podcast dedicated to inspire and encourage you to experience a deeper intimacy with God and to be transformed by His Word in your everyday life. This is episode 25, and today we will see how a specific prayer can bring about a specific answer. Stay tuned. Hello, dear ones. Welcome to another episode of the Mighty Warriors podcast. Always a joy to have you join us. And I hope you are as excited as I am. Yes, I know. The word excited is synonym to Colette. I'm always using that term. But I really am excited today because I'm going to tell you how Abraham's servant's journey to the town of Nahor turned out. I know some of you have Bibles, and you've read the story, and you're like, well, Colette, I know how it turns out. Yes, but I'm here to inspire and encourage you with insight that the Holy Spirit has laid on my heart. So let me give you a synopsis first of our previous episode. In our previous episode, we were in Genesis chapter 24. In I read the first portion, verses 1 through 14, in which Abraham is now very old and he sent his trusted servant to his relative's clan to find Isaac a bride. He made him take an oath that he would not take a bride from among the Canaanites. But he told him that if the woman in the land of Nahor was unwilling to come back with him, he would be released from the oath. So the servant started his 400 miles journey with 10 camels loaded with all kinds of good things from his master Abraham, as we read in Genesis chapter 24, verse 10. Traveling from Canaan to Haran, the city where Abraham had been called from, would take about two weeks. One thing that is very good for us to take note of is that this servant did not travel alone. He had some men traveling with him as explained in Genesis chapter 24, verse 59. How did the journey turn out? Let's go to Genesis chapter 25, from verse 10 to verse 33. Then the servant left, taking with him ten of his master's camels loaded with all kinds of good things from his master. He set out for Aram Naharayim and made his way to the town of Nahor. He made his camels kneel down Near the well outside the town, it was towards evening, the time the women go out to draw water. Then he prayed, Lord, God of my master Abraham, make me successful today and show kindness to my master Abraham. See, I am standing beside the spring, and the daughters of the townspeople are coming out to draw water. May it be that when I say to a young woman, please, let down your jar that I may have a drink. And she says, drink, and I'll water your camels too. Let her be the one you have chosen for your servant Isaac. By this, I know that you have chosen kindness to my master. Before he had finished praying, Rebecca came out with her jar on her shoulder. She was the daughter of Bethuel, Son of Milcah, who was the wife of Abraham's brother Nahor. The woman was very beautiful, a virgin. No man had ever slept with her. She went down to the spring, filled her jar, and came up again. The servant hurried to meet her and said, Please give me a little water from your jar. Drink, my lord, she said, and quickly lowered the jar to her hands and gave him a drink. After she had given him a drink, she said, I'll draw water for your camels too, until they had enough to drink. So she quickly emptied her jar into the trough, ran back to the well to draw more water, and drew enough for all his camels. Without saying a word, the man watched her closely to learn whether or not the Lord had made his journey successful. When the camels had finished drinking, the man took out a gold nose ring weighing a becca and two gold bracelets weighing ten shekels. Then he asked, Whose daughter are you? Please tell me. Is there room in your father's house for us to spend the night? She answered him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, born to Nahor. And she added, we have plenty of straw and fodder, as well as room for you to spend the night. Then the men bowed down and worshipped the Lord, saying, Praise the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who has not abandoned his kindness and faithfulness to my master. As for me, the Lord has led me on the journey to the house of my master's relatives. The young woman ran and told her mother's household about these things. Now Rebekah had a brother named Laban, and he hurried out to the man at the spring. As soon as he had seen the nose ring and the bracelet on his sister's arm, and had heard Rebekah tell what the man said to her, he went out to the man and found him standing by the camels near the spring. Come, you who are blessed by the Lord, he said. Why are you standing out here? I have prepared the house and a place for your camels. So the men went to the house, and the camels were unloaded. Straw and fodder were brought to the camels, and water for him and the men to wash their feet. Then food was set before him, but he said, I will not eat until I have told you what I have to say. Then tell us, Laban said. When we read Genesis chapter 24, we can learn so many things from different people and from different angles. We can focus on Rebecca's response or that of her family under the circumstances, but the main character we will focus on is Abraham's trusted servant. We do not know his name, but we know that he was a trusted servant because Genesis chapter 24 verse 2 tells us that He was Abraham's senior servant in his household, the one in charge of all that he had. So, number one, this trusted servant took time to pray. When he arrived in the region of the town of Nehor was located, before speaking to anyone, he took time to pray. He took time to make his camels and kneel down in the other well outside the town. And in verse 12, he started his prayer by pleading, Lord, God of my master Abraham, make me successful today and show kindness to my master Abraham. How did this servant get this boldness to address God? When all of Abraham's household and servants were circumcised as a sign of the covenant that God had made with his household, he most definitely received an explanation that this was a perpetual mark of God's promise that he would fulfill everything that he had promised to Abraham. Abraham to have entrusted all that he had to this servant meant that he had been with him for many years. Therefore, we can definitely say that he not only heard testimonies of God from Abraham, but he probably saw how Abraham started with nothing to being blessed in great abundance. He probably saw Abraham fight and defeat those four kings to deliver his nephew Lot. And most definitely, he witnessed how Abraham and Sarah miraculously bore their son Isaac at a very old age. Moreover, before he left on this journey, Abraham assured him in verse 7, Of chapter 24, that God would send his angel before him so that he could get a wife for his son from there. This must have also built up his faith to have the confidence to pray. Number two, this trusted servant prayed specifically. This was a very important mission that he had finding a bride for his master Isaac. He could not afford praying a general prayer. The journey from Canaan to that region had already taken him at least two weeks. Now he wanted to see swift results. He prayed specifically, Lord God of my master Abraham, make me successful today and show kindness to my master Abraham. See, I am standing beside the spring and the daughters of the townspeople are coming out to draw water. May it be that when I said to a young woman, Please let down your jar, that I may have a drink, and she says, Drink, and I'll water your camels too. Let her be the one you have chosen for your servant Isaac. By this I will know that you have shown kindness to my master." Before this servant had finished praying, Rebecca came out and God answered his prayer exactly as he had expected. And you can read this from verses 15 through 30. Number three, this trusted servant used discernment. When we face situations that do require our making an important decision, it is very important that we use discernment and this is exactly what this servant did as we read in verse 21. Here's what it says. Without saying a word, this man watched her closely to learn whether or not the Lord had made his journey successful. This trusted servant was wise in first observing everything that was happening pausing to deduct if indeed all that was happening was from God, rather than quickly assume that this prayer had been answered. Number four, this trusted servant worshipped and praised God. From his response, we can tell that he had great reverence for God, Because in verses 26 and 27, we read, Then the man bowed down and worshipped the Lord, saying, Praise be to the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who has not abandoned his kindness and faithfulness to him, my master. As for me, the Lord has led me on the journey to the house of my master's relatives. This did not happen just once but later on as well when the family heard everything that had happened and they concurred that God's hand was in all of what had been happening and that they were willing for Rebekah to be taken to Isaac Here is what verse 52 says When Abraham's servant heard what this said he bowed down to the ground before the Lord Number five, this trusted servant gladly shared his testimony. We did not read verses 34 through 36 of the same chapter as the chapter was very long for us to read. But in verses 34 to 49, this trusted servant recounted everything that had happened, from how he was commissioned by his master Abraham to go to his clan, to find a wife for his son Isaac, he gave details of the beginning of the journey and how God answered his prayer. It is through his testimony that without a doubt, he must have recounted with great fervor that they agreed that God's hand was all over the situation. When Rebecca's family heard the servant and and agreed that everything that the servant had shared uh, was indeed from God, they agreed for their daughter, Rebecca to become Isaac's wife. In fact, in verse 58, they even asked Rebecca if she was willing to go with the man, and she agreed. Colette, what about the dowry? Was there a dowry? Good question. I'm mentioning because in episode 24, we not only spoke of the different types of marriages in ancient Bible times, but we spoke of common practices which included dowry, also known as the bride's price. I mentioned then that we would see if the servant would be giving a dowry. What is a dowry again? A dowry was and still is in some parts of the world a payment that is made by a man as a gift to the family for the woman he wants to marry. It goes without saying that there is surely no price in the world that can be estimated for a beautiful bride, as a bride is priceless. But a groom would pay a bride's price, a diary, Honor the family to express how valuable their daughter was and in providing assurance that he was committed in the union. So, gifts are generally presented to the bride's family. It can be monetary or with herds, clothing, or other material things of great value. Once the family accepts, the engagement is official. In verse 53, it says that the servant brought out gold and silver, jewelry and articles of clothing, and gave them to Rebecca, and that he also gave costly gifts to her brother and to her mother. We should note that in verse 10, it says that he had left, taking with him ten of his master's camels loaded with all kinds of good things for his master and surely those included gifts for the dowry how does this trusted servant's journey end up the family requested that she stay 10 days before she travels to her husband so they could take time to say goodbye but he insisted that since god had made his journey successful It would be better that he returned to his master. Rebecca's family asked her if she would travel with that man, and she mentioned that she would. Her family spoke a blessing over her and sent her out. Upon her arrival, the trusted servant recounted everything that had happened on the journey to Isaac, and then it ends with Isaac taking Rebecca into his mother's tent, and it says that she became his wife and he loved her. Today, I felt inspired and definitely encouraged by this trusted servant, because I believe that just as God was faithful in answering his prayer, he can answer mine as well, not only mine, but yours too. This trusted servant took time to pray, and so should we. No matter what situation we face, it is very important, it is very crucial, we take time to pray. First Philippians chapter four, verses six and seven is actually a great reminder for us as it encourages us to be anxious about nothing, but in every situation but prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, we are encouraged to present our request to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard our hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. Then there is Matthew chapter seven, verses seven through eleven. Another passage that encourages us to actually ask God without hesitation, and here's what it says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives, and the one who seeks, finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, we'll give him a snake. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him?" When praying, we should remember to be specific. If we want specific results, we should clearly share with the Lord, what the situation is about, and if direction or clarity is needed, we shouldn't be afraid to specifically ask for one door to be closed and for the prayer to be answered in in such a way that it will bring complete peace and confirmation of His will. In the midst of our prayer, I believe it is also very important for us to use great discernment in our circumstances Let us be wise and discerning. If we lack wisdom, we are encouraged in the book of James, chapter 1, verse 5, to ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault. It will be given to us. Wisdom will be given to us when we do ask. When our prayers are answered, we would do well to not forget to thank God because this is honoring to him. A story that comes to mind pertaining to that is the story of the ten lepers that we find in Luke chapter 17 verses 11 through 19. These ten lepers come to Jesus, plead for their healing, and he heals them. Among the ten, only one of them, a Samaritan, comes back praising God in a loud voice and he throws himself at Jesus' feet and he thanks him. When we thank God, we can't help but praise and worship him. It is very important that after our prayers have been answered, even if the prayers do not get answered the way that we expected them to be, we should still thank God. Because if the door we expected to be open got closed God is sovereign over our situation and has probably allowed it that way for a specific reason, and it is great reason to thank God. Finally, I want to say be bold, be in the habit of sharing what God does for you. When you share with others how God worked out a situation that was probably a very difficult situation, an impossible situation, It encourages others in their walk with God. I can definitely say that it encourages me. And I hope that this story that I shared today encouraged you. Precious Heavenly Father, we learn so much through your word, through the simple journey of a trusted servant. We learned how we can partner with you in fulfilling your plans and purposes in our lives and how we can grow in our relationship with you as we trust you. For this reason, I pray, Lord, that we would carve time to pray so no opportunity is missed in hearing from you. It is through prayer that we can listen to you, but also bring our requests by faith, believing, That you will accomplish everything according to your will and that all things will work together for those who love you and are called according to your purposes I do ask that you would help us to not be afraid to pray specific prayers help us mature from our puny oh God bless the world prayers to specific prayers that line up with your will In the midst of our expectancy, may we be wise in discerning the best course of actions for the circumstances that we face. Yet, in the midst of it, I pray we constantly develop a spirit of worship, remembering that it is you, Lord, who is in charge. You are worthy to be praised, and those who worship you must worship you in spirit and in truth. May the Holy Spirit within us ever guide us, even when we are fervently boiling over, eager to share everything you have done for us and through us. I pray this brings people to recognize that indeed you, God, are good, you are sovereign, and you have the best in mind for every single one of us you lord are at work in our lives and you do answer our prayers specifically when we do pray father thank you for hearing this very prayer and fulfilling it not only in my lives but in the lives of my listeners i pray all of this in the mighty name of messiah jesus and by the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. My warriors, I hope you were encouraged today by this trusted servant's journey and how it all turned out I was. And of course, I look forward to sharing with you more about Isaac's journey, as now we are transitioning from Abraham's story to Isaac. Now that Isaac is married, Let's see what will happen next. So stay tuned, my friends, and take good care and goodbye.